0: to our Hero Moms podcast, a place for us to learn together and receive tools that will enable us for one of the most noble tasks on earth, forming and educating children. This is Manuela Harding, and in this first episode, we will start by looking a little bit of lessons that we find from the book of Proverbs. Why Proverbs? As you will know, this is also known as the book of wisdom. And if you are a mom like I am, maybe you've experienced different challenges with each one of your kids. Um, And I found that every day I encounter new things that I didn't have to go deal with with my other kids. But I find this book of Proverbs with so many answers to my questions and my needs. For more than a few years now, I've acquired one habit that has truly helped me in this journey. Every day, no matter the day or time, I take a moment to read the proverb of the day. And so, if you don't do this already, I would like to invite you to try it out. Try it out for the next 30 days. Then try it out for a whole year. And I think you will find what I did. It is impossible to let go of that habit. Now, one of the main texts of Proverbs is found in the first chapter. Let's take a look. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wow, perhaps you have so many questions. And I think that's one of the things that moms have in common. We ask a lot of questions. Many times, we ask questions about ourselves, our parenting, things that we can improve, how to discipline, and so on. And in this passage says that wisdom is the fear of God. We will talk a little bit about this later. But for now, let me point out two things. For me, fearing is not about being afraid of God. Rather, it's about learning how to hear Him and promptly obey Him. Now, let's take a look at the second part of this verse. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom is far from the fools. It's far from those who despise teaching. In the Bible, we find a man called Nabal, and his name actually means fool. And he was a man who was full of himself. He was good at despising others, and he was very prideful. He didn't care about other people at all. And so the Bible gives us a clear picture of what foolishness looks like. In contrast with this man's wife, Abigail, she was very humble, wise, and her wisdom led her to save many lives. And I believe that's what wisdom does. It gives us the ability to protect others, starting with those at home. So we can learn from this verse so far that there are different patterns. There are patterns in different types of people. The pattern that we find in the fools is that they despise wisdom. They don't give it value they deserve, that wisdom deserves for their own lives And they are not willing to invest either time, money, or efforts to acquire wisdom. It's not a priority. But the pattern we find in in the wise is that the contrast of this is that they are humble. And they really think about others, about putting others first. Jesus, I believe he's our greatest example of humility. He did not dare to take a step that was in contraries to his father's will. And he was so humble that he died on the cross for us. And that death was the lowest point in his life. And he did it out of love for us. 1 Corinthians 1.30 tells us that Jesus is the wisdom of God. In other words, he is the personification of wisdom. Everything he said, everything he did was marked by wisdom. So really take this verse to heart and I believe it will help you in your journey as a mother. But now let's move on to verse 8. It says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. As mothers, we are to bring guidance or direction to our children We are that fountain of wisdom. We are the ones that God has established to impart and to pass on wisdom to the next generation. Now, the question is, how do we do this? It is important to understand that you can give only what you have. If your mind is filled with bad thinking habits, well, this is what you will impart to your kids. I once heard someone say that unfortunately kids learn only what they see being modeled at home, not what they hear. And this is so true. What are we modeling at our homes? We must remember we have little eyes that will do exactly as we do. Is that a good thing in your place or a bad thing? As mothers, I believe we really desire and we long to bring up the best Kids, when we think about their future, we visualize them as people who will serve God, who will help their communities, and who will truly become great men and women of God. However, it is very important to be aware of the short span of time we have to sow the right seeds. I remember the day I told my dad about my interest in a young, bred guy. I was in my 20s, 20s at the time, And I had been speaking with Rich, who is now my husband, for more than a year. Things were moving forward. Our relationship was stronger than ever. And I truly felt that he was the one. So I came up to my dad and I wanted to know if we had the green light to go on to really step forward and for marriage. And I remember so clear the words he told me. He said, daughter, we've prepared you through your life, throughout your life, so that you can have the wisdom to take this decision, to make this choice. We trust in you and we believe you will make the best choice. Wow. After my dad told me that, I think that put a little bit more pressure on me and it really made me think. But now that I am a mom, it also has made me realize that we need to sow the right seeds in the early years of our kids' lives before it's too late. Our goal in our parenting is to get wisdom so that we can impart wisdom to our children. And that will lead our kids to make wise choices in the future. So mom, wherever you are hearing this podcast make the choice and make the decision to impart direction in their habits, wisdom, wise habits. I think I want to honor my mom because she's truly been a wise woman. She taught us the importance of not drinking sodas, not as a rule, but it was kind of like a habit, you know. And as mothers, we need to bring direction also in the emotions of our kids, direction and their purposes. And I think it's very important for us to lead them so they can have a personal relationship with Jesus and with our Heavenly Father. As we are faithful in planting the seeds, we will see something coming from that hard work. And you know what it is? It tells us in the next verse. It's the mark of grace. Verse 9, it says, Indeed, they are graceful wreaths. And I think the mark of wisdom is reflected in grace. Grace also means gratitude. So when we have children that are grateful for the little things, for the big things, that means we're imparting wisdom in their hearts. Let's pray for that grace that we need every day too. And I really want to emphasize today as we are learning together that we really have the first 12 years of our kids' life to impart in them the wisdom they will need. I believe after 12 years of age, kids become more independent. They make up their own minds about many things. And the idea for parenting is not to become police officers and to be watching after every little decision they make. No, I think it's the opposite. Is as they're more independent, we trust that they are wise enough to make the right choices. And I think it really will pay off. Investing time, investing efforts, investing prayers during those first years of life. Now, the good news that I have for you today is that wisdom is at our reach. You can acquire wisdom. Uh, I want us to look at verse 20. And it says, wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. So we see that wisdom is available. Uh, now let's look at verse 29. It says, because they hated knowledge. Let's look at verse 28 first. It says, then they will call on me, wisdom, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Why? Verse 29, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. It's important to understand that wisdom is available to each one of us, but it is a choice. And we must decide for wisdom. Someone once said that love is more than just mere emotion. Love is action. And today you can choose to love wisdom. And you can decide that you are going to choose wisdom with the daily choices you make. For example, when you make a choice to start or finish your day at the word of God, you are choosing wisdom. When you invest in wisdom, when you read books that will lead you to do, to do this, then you are investing, you are choosing wisdom. When you're careful with the use of your time, um, all of these are choices we each have and eventually will lead us to grow in wisdom so we can impart wisdom to our own kids. Now, the, se- the second thing that I want to share just to finish this about wisdom is that we need to learn how to hear the right voice. We mentioned how the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And for me, as I said, fearing God is not being afraid of God. To fear God is to obey what I hear Him say. At the beginning of this year, God spoke really clear to my heart. He told me that this year was going to be a year in which I was going to learn how to hear his voice. And he told me, your life depends on you learning how to do this. Then, after that week, I began to understand that every day, different voices are going to be knocking at the heart, of at my heart. And I am the one who decides, who am I going to listen to? I encounter voices of the circumstances, voices of my own fears, my own voice, voices from other people, maybe criticism, many different voices. But the most important thing in in our quest for wisdom is that we must learn how to silence all other voices that go in contrary with the right voice, with his voice, with the voice of God. So let me finish this time of sharing by reading to you two very different pictures we find in this first chapter of Proverbs. The first one is found in verse 20, uh, 26. It says, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when your distress and anguish come upon you. So we see a very like sad and, and traumatic picture that speaks here, like calamity, anguish, distress. But why? is it the, the fruit of not seeking God. It says, because you did not, you hated knowledge and you did not choose the fear of the Lord. But look at the other picture. And this is the one I want to leave you with before we close, is found in verse 33. It says, but he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Let me repeat that verse once more. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. I pray that this may be a promise for your life. I pray that you may experience verse 33 in these times of uncertainty, of so many changes. And I really hope that in your quest for wisdom and for imparting wisdom to your children, you may find that um, satisfaction that comes from being at the Word of God. We have the Manual of Manuals, and in that book, God has left so many guidelines for us to, to choose and to follow, and I believe we can reap the fruit of the right choices we make. So thank you so much for connecting here on this first podcast. Thank you for for joining us, and make sure you, you stay connected, because we're going to be learning more every week. So be be open and hopefully we'll see you and we'll be talking to each other soon thank you so much and I pray that you may have an incredible week God bless you all